On this episode of the Heartland Pod for Monday, February 12th, 2024, Biden is still old, but does it actually matter? Missouri abortion petition rocket launch start, climate scientist gets a win, and back to our 2024 election era, GOP face plant edition. Lots to do, so let's go. Welcome to the Heartland Pod, where we are working together to change the conversation in politics. My name is Adam Summer, and along with me is Rachel Parker and Sean Diller. As usual, I'm going to get to Rachel and Sean in a second. I want to remind folks what we're going to be talking about this abortion petition in Missouri. If you're in Missouri, uh, you need to make sure that you check out the signups and the volunteer opportunities over with Missourians for Constitutional Freedom. You can go right to their website, Missourians for Constitutional Freedom. You can Google it. It's right there. They're on social media. Uh, They have stuff all over the place. And in fact, if you're listening right now, on Monday the 12th, they have some stuff in St. Joseph. Particularly, they have stuff coming up uh, a week from now, the 19th, the 21st, the 23rd, so they've got events all over the place, and uh, other people I'm seeing are getting petitions and getting them signed. Big shout out to Ray James, Raymond James in uh, Warrensburg. He's a Johnson County Democrat in, here in Missouri, and he has got the petition, and he's been doing some public uh, signing opportunities. So big shout out to him. That's uh, you know that's leading the way. That's that's how you get it done, and he's doing an awesome job. So Missourians for Constitutional Freedom. Uh, if you go to mobilize with a Z, mobilize.us slash mfcf slash you will get to their events page, or you can just Google Missourians for Constitutional Freedom to get that information. And, uh, you know, just one of those things, they don't pay us, they haven't asked us to do that, Do that, but they are out there doing the work that we all know is very important, and so we're going to make sure that we lift that up, because that's what the purpose of uh, this show is, is to lift stuff like that up, and also to talk some politics with uh, my friends Rachel and Sean. So, Rachel Parker, how are you doing, and what you sipping on? I like the transition. That was really good. I'm fine. I'm sipping on coffee, but I'm going to use uh, my time here to build on what you said, which is to say that so the way that initiative petitions like the le- the abortion the petition that will legalize abortion in Missouri, the way that they get on the ballot is by paying people to collect signatures. Right. They they are going to have to pay people to collect signatures. So I'm not saying that people shouldn't volunteer. I am saying you should give them money. Just give them money. Just give them $50, $100, $25, whatever, whatever it is you can. Mm-hmm. Make it hurt a little. That's what I say to people. If it's a cause that you really care about, make make it hurt. Make it hurt a little. The more that we give them, the harder it's going to be for the Republicans who we're going to talk about you, uh, to stop it from getting on the ballot. Um because, you know, that's going to give them less of an opportunity to do things like uh, popularize the notion that we should get rid of the initiative petition, the initiative petition process altogether. So that's yeah. what I have to say. Thank excellent. you. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Sean Diller, how about you? How you doing? And uh, what you sipping on? Doing well, thanks. Yeah, I got coffee and water here. It's bright and early, ready for a Super Bowl Sunday. Hell yeah. And yeah, just excited. Yeah, it's, I was contemplating um, just like leaving some space at the front of the show for Super Bowl-related reaction content, uh, but I'm just going to leave it out. I'll just ask if either of you have any predictions about the Super Bowl so that we can then, when people listen to this, 
they can laugh at us or or be like, whoa, you know, <laughs> it's either going to be very impressive or the opposite. Do you want me to go first just because sure, mine yeah. have, has not, the media tomorrow is going to say unbelievably stupid things about Taylor Swift. <laughs> not, not the not the MAGA, right? But like the media, they're going to be In like, general. How, did, how did she get there? Did she take her own plane? Did she get there on time? Was she there for kickoff? What did she eat? Did she use the private elevator? Like all these stupid things that we're going to have to like endure tomorrow <laughs> on a Monday about like just how she navigated the stadium in Vegas. Like just how she got around. Uh, if she liked the box, if she thought the service was good, like it's all going to be just incredibly annoying and stupid. Well, she made That's it to prediction. Vegas or she landed in LA uh, Saturday evening, uh, USA Saturday evening. Cause she was in Tokyo. And right. if you haven't seen the social media clip where they repurposed the scene from the West wing, Sean, you know, the one I'm talking about the presidents in Japan scene. It's really, really good. There's a great social media clip about like the Swifties doing the math and like it's using that scene of, <laughs> <laughs> like what it would be, be like to Swift, fly back. The Swifties are allowed to have whatever moment they want. I'm not talking. I'm talking oh, yeah. about like the 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 people at like I don't. I think it was like I don't know. I I think I posted it in the um. I think I edited it into the post that you wrote uh about yeah, Taylor. So it doesn't yeah. matter anyway. There was a whole piece about like uh in like the Guardian about like where's she gonna go and how's she gonna right. sit and uh, yeah. That's what I need is like 1500 was, words on Vox. Yeah, yeah, like and, and like whether or not she was going to get there on time from Tokyo. So right. we can all we can all stop contemplating about easy. that piece of nonsense now. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sean, Sorry. what about you? Anything uh, other than delicious food products? What are you making? You making anything? Yeah, no, I'm doing wings, and we actually froze some chili from like the Dolphins Chiefs game. Nice. <laughs> so it'll be wings and chili cheese nachos. Pretty exciting. Very nice. Very nice. Any game predictions or you? you I'm way to... too superstitious. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I can't. What about well, I'm just you? a little stitious. So I'll say Chiefs 26, uh, Niners 22. That's that's what I will say. Um, yeah, well, I got wings. I got some wings. Uh, I made a brisket on Saturday. So oh, you, guys nice. have, you guys have been in, in and around my home uh, when that type of thing is happening. So you can you know what the smell is currently in my universe. Yeah, I, don't I also know that, that you anymore. keep a brisket log. Yeah, where you write yeah, about. We, yeah, I think the viewers, <laughs> listeners, and viewers would like to know that. Adam I have a special journal that's a, just full of briskets. I have a brisket log, and I thought, oh, is that like a special piece of wood that he uses? Because yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe there was this thing like that, like barbecue enthusiasts use to like infuse extra flavor into a brisket when they're smoked. Mm, and I was yeah. like, no, it's a journal it's a that journal. he keeps. And I was like, I want you to throw this away. <laughs> Please throw this away. This is not like no one. I get that you're a perfectionist, sir. No one should beat themselves up this much for meat. It's not that a flogging. Being... It's not a flogging. It's it's how you get better. It's just how you get better. Right. But you're not selling it to the public. You're feeding it to people who are going to love it no matter how perfect or imperfect. <laughs> that was my issue with it. It was like, this isn't like, a, you're not like. Actually, funny enough, I do donate it. So I, I have a package that gets donated to like local charity stuff. And so people okay. buy barbecue okay. packages and I provide okay. like a huge meal for like 20 people that you can buy that's like my brisket and pulled pork and so and they're still gonna be like yum like yeah. okay whatever yeah. I, I i'm going to just surrender I'm yum is surrender fine i'm the- not looking for yum i'm looking for holy shit 
Like that's what that, I that's, that's what I'm what going it for. Is. That's what it is every time. <laughs> Dude, your B level, your B level brisket is gonna be better than ninety percent of the brisket that people get because it gets dried out most well, of the time. That's true. Yeah, that's that's so, very true. I mean, all right, I give up. Keep your brisket log if you want to. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, as you're listening to this, uh, the chiefs are celebrating and not the opposite. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I just don't know that I can take, uh, losing to Brock Purdy. It just feels, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Something Iowa state quarterback should be able to shout out to neighbor Derek, by the way, who's a big Iowa state fan and uh, has been very, uh, I know that he will, be very happy if Brock Purdy wins and I will, I will revel in that with him, but not, not right away. It'll take some time. Uh, support what we do by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show. Follow us on social media with at the heartland pod. Take a moment, share the show with someone this week, send them the link from where you listen, let them know what's going on over here, especially as we get further into this election season and take a look at us over on the heartlandcollective.com. Lots of good stuff over there. You can also get signed up five bucks a month. It's a cup of coffee, helps us out with the expenses of making these shows, having the website and uh, supporting other shows that we produce like Jess Piper's Dirt Road Democrat. Every dollar of support you provide helps us expand what we can do, what we can cover. Imagine if we could get like, you know, 500 people additional signed up just at the five bucks a month level that money right there that's the difference between what we're doing right now and the ability to plant jess piper in jeff city for days on end and have her bringing constant or, updates or, and coverage or iowa or iowa or arkansas right. or tennessee right. or right but the the ability to have uh some field coverage some heavier field coverage or me for example, uh, yeah, yeah. I would do that. Yeah, any one of 100%. us, right? But yeah. just covering those expenses, um, you yeah. know, having more content. Jess has started doing more shows. Um, and that's how that happens, right? Is the ability to afford to do that is is what makes that reality. So check it out, theheartlandcollective.com. Get signed up today. Five bucks a month will get you in as a member to unlock most of everything. But at 10 bucks a month and up, you unlock more stuff, including the live recording, which we're doing right now. So for those of you who are live with us or watching the replay, thanks for purchasing that level. Thanks for hanging out with us. And let's uh, move along here. Talking politics. Okay. Talking politics. We've got a couple of things on to deal with today. This is not going to be a super long show. Uh, there is a Super Bowl coming up later. There's There's more things to do. Uh, I think I have to go bowling today. I think we've bowled every single weekend that the Chiefs have played in the playoffs, I just realized, because it was like kids' indoor birthday party season. And so we've been at a bowling birthday party like every single week so far. And so I think I have to go bowling today because, you know, got to support the team. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, it was kind of an interesting week. So we're taking a different angle this week than normal. A lot of times we have, you know, six or seven stories or topics or whatever. Um, but this was one of those weeks where the news was really less about like things happening and more about just what direction things were going, you know, like less about the actual goings on and more about the sort of 
like, oh, did you see see how this is headed? So uh, that's that's the the tenor of this week's talking politics, uh, and also a uh, little little fun fact, a little preview of what's to come in the twenty twenty four election era. So I, we had the new drop last week. I talked over the top of it. I was able to take the time this week to record over the top of it so that it's an actual uh, drop that I'll play. So Sean hasn't heard it yet. I'm sure Rachel has because I sent it back over uh, for uh, funsies. And uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, Sean. I think it's exactly gonna... what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly it... it's exactly what I was. I was like when that when a vision comes together and you're like, oh, and you bring the best elements of people that, you know, and it, like even it, if it's like a tiny little thing. It oh, is funny because like it is one of those things that like I I said what I wanted. You then got the music part taken care of, uh, you know, with Elliot and then that comes shooting back over and it was exactly what was in my head. Like I didn't say this is what I want the music to be. I just said, this is generally the vibe I'm going for. And you, the music that was sent back was perfect. Um, and then I sent it back over to you guys and it was like, yes, this and there is, were, the there vision were, is I there. I should say like there were iterations. I was like, yeah. do a little more of this, try a little bit more of this. I like it's that. So do this here. Yeah. It's, it's so, so fun. fun. Yeah. But before we do that, we got some other stuff to talk about. So let's do that now. Uh, the true or false uh, is phrased thusly. Political fatigue will be more important than Biden's age for election. So political fatigue will be more important than Biden's age for election. That's the true or false. Um, I am saying that that is true. And the reason that I am saying that is true is that we have reached the point where the – so when I do – Cases with people, especially in like custody style cases and divorce style cases, everybody's pretty pissed off. Um, And it's kind of like the discourse in those cases oftentimes is very similar to our current national political discourse where there's two sides and both sides are just pointing at the other side. Like just that like finger shaking anger point uh, where you want to blame somebody else for the problems and you haven't looked in the mirror for months Right. And so everybody just assumes that they're justified and everything that isn't them is unjustified. And so it's just anger flowing back and forth. And nobody's taking the time to just do just a little bit of self inventory, just a little bit, and think, have I contributed to this problem in some way? Um, And so what winds up happening is uh, those cases go along and they go along and they go along. And if both of the people in the case, are incapable of ever looking in the mirror, eventually they just exhaust themselves. And so the case winds up settling because they just can't fight anymore. They can't afford to fight anymore, whether it's financially, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it is, they just can't do it anymore. And so they stop fighting and they just sort of move on with this imperfect future. And that's what I kind of think we have in 2024 is – you know, we can spend all day long telling everybody that Joe Biden is an amazing person and president and, you know, does no wrong. And that's bullshit, right? We're not a propaganda show. We talk in reality here. And so, you know, r- rather than try to pretend like it's not an issue, because it is an issue, he's old and he does sometimes come off as confused. We can at least acknowledge the reality of it, but at the same time, I just don't think it's going to matter, right? We had the special counsel's report come out. It's this like 
it's a book, right? It's a 330-page book, just like the Mueller report, and that's what it is. It's right-wing Mueller report. That's all this this thing is. The difference is in the Mueller report, the conclusion was some things happened. I just don't have the authority to deal with the things that happened, but they were quite bad, and Congress may want to look into this. Whereas the conclusion with this report was nothing illegal happened and there are no charges being filed. Right. This is the documents case where Biden did, in fact, have some documents, but they've determined it was not anything worth charging. The flip side of that coin, of course, is that Trump similarly had documents, however, has been charged, is being prosecuted and currently is finding out that he don't got no immunity uh, from that prosecution as well. So that's what's going on. That's the true false. That's the framing of it. Uh, so, Sean, yeah, go ahead. Well, let me ask you first. So if fatigue is more important than Biden's age, or when I was kind of thinking about this before, I was thinking like apathy. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that then make the 2024 election more like 2016 Mm -hmm. as compared to 2020? That's exactly a thought that I had. So what do you think about that? Well, I'm asking you. So do you think we're now more like 2016 when Trump won as compared to 2020 when Biden won? I do. Um, I do. But for different reasons, So yes, but, okay, I think yes, in that the, in 2016, the difference was not the age, it was that nobody really liked either of these people as people, but I think the difference is in 2024, it's not the same dislike, right? I don't, I don't have a dislike, I, I was never a particular fan of Hillary Clinton as a human being, right? I didn't vote for her in the primary. I didn't. I voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary. The difference is that I don't have any disdain towards Joe Biden, the human, even though I have concern about his age, right? My concern about his age is not the same as my my like or dis, distaste or anything like that. So I feel differently about him, right? I will vote for him, uh, you know, support him in the primary. I do support his candidacy in general. I just am tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about his age. Like I, it, I, like what are you like? Are you convincing me of something? Is that like if the guy rolls into a microphone right and starts talking about you know getting malteds with you know his friend who's been dead for thirty years and doesn't know where he's at? Let's talk. But if he's just struggling because there's two hundred world leaders' names running through his head and and he grabbed the wrong name or the wrong country to connect it to, but he's talking about the right issues and he understands the issue and he's on the salient points of the issue, then I really just don't care that much. And so it's more of an apathy thing. Whereas with with Hillary, it was like an active shit, I don't know, maybe Trump does make sense. Like it like and also at that point in time, we hadn't seen Trump as the president. We have now seen Trump as the president, and he wasn't charged with all the crimes. He wasn't going through the prosecutions. He wasn't, you know, and he looked different. Like this version of Trump, every time we see videos of him, he looks like he is about to have a heart attack. Like he's just like a sweaty mess of a human being. So that's, that's, I think, the difference is that the age thing is more of an apathy thing, whereas the... 2016 thing was more of an active distrust dislike like i think that's the difference between those but but please expound expand and tell me why you disagree because i think that's a fun conversation sure yeah so 
Well, I don't know which one is actually more important, but yeah, like just coming from the democratic perspective, I think apathy is super important and a threat. Like apathy is really bad. Um, when you're on the side that is more progressive, meaning you want to change things for the better. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, Biden's age is not going away. I was thinking about just while you were talking, it's like, it's almost like, you know, having a discussion about Olive Garden versus macaroni grill, but you can't talk about how you don't like breadsticks. You know, if you don't like breadsticks, just be quiet about it. And we all know that a lot of people go to Olive Garden for breadsticks, but if you don't like breadsticks, just, you know, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, I think the, the idea that it's just two old guys going against each other, that's like the worst possible thing for Biden, right. um, because then you lose how Trump is actually a real threat to democracy. Mm-hmm. I saw some interesting polls recently that said independents have a high priority around preserving democracy. And I think we saw that in 2022 and it was surprising to a lot of people, myself included in a good way. And, you know, we're going to need to find ways to connect with people about, you know, it's the next five years. So it's not just from now till November, but like when you talk to a voter about who they're going to vote for, you know, the idea that Biden would be president for five years from now, you know, right. Um, right. is pretty jarring, I think, for a lot of people. Um, you know, what happened with this report, it was like it was unexploded ordinance that was just out there. You know, I think everyone knew that it was not likely that Joe Biden would face criminal charges for his classified documents, right. transgressions, mistakes. Um But, you know, I don't know who are the voters who are going to decide who are actually comparing Biden's classified documents, criminal investigation with Trump's, you know, I don't think. And so when Biden said the matter is now closed, it's like, right. No, it's not. It's not. I kind (laughs) of think it is. So if he thinks that that's bad, I think it is. I think (laughs) Um, it's closed. And yeah, he's wrong. Well, let's Sorry. let's let's get to Rachel then. Yeah. So, so, so Sean says false. Okay, to the truth, so, false. So there's a there's a truth to I don't I don't like future casting. Um, so can I just disagree with what Sean said? Is that which I guess means it's true? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, here's here's what I think. I think that Sean is right every time you say that voters aren't dumb. I think I'm right when I say nobody pays attention to anything ever. No one pays attention to anything. We pay attention to all these things. People who write about politics pay attention. Well, then what about the things that break through? Are there any things that are different than most things? I'll I'll get there. I'll get there. So (laughs) so I think the thing that will break through, and that's why I don't think so, the thing that will break through with like women independence is, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. That's what will break through. The rest of the ham-fisted uh pedagogy coming from the media about this right now um and is ah we knew his age it's like they're they're they're, they're the media's very good at creating their own narrative and then satisfying themselves and they think they're right and i have never argued that joe biden wasn't old i just don't see evidence of his age when he's actually making governing decisions i see actually evidence of someone who's like more connected to the way people actually live in the way that uh business 
the environment uh, and all these things intersect with uh, poverty more so than any other president. I mean, there's an American prospect piece that you guys can see in the awesome piece that uh, Adam wrote that went up yesterday called Joe Biden is going to win the Super Bowl. It's at the very bottom. It's from the American prospect. And it talks about how like these teachers uh, assistant teaching assistants at universities have decided they're not going to vote for Biden because of his policy in Gaza. Okay. That's understandable. And then it goes on to say, you guys wouldn't be in a union if it weren't for Joe Biden. It talks about how his labor policies are more progressive than even FDR. So if I saw this fumbling, doddering person as it's reflected in his policies, I'd be like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? But I don't. And I know how voters are. I know how undecideds think. They think in kind of bold, simple, black and white issues. And here's how it goes. The economy is strong. Right now, that could change, obviously. Um, Abortion is illegal. Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. Joe Biden didn't break the law when he held onto those documents because he gave them back. If if that even filters up when they're deciding how they're going to vote in, you know, six months or whatever it is from now. So that's what I think. So I think that the, the, I'm not like, I'm not like, I, I don't want to do this whole like media is awful narrative that I know a lot of people on the left get sucked into, but they do us a disservice by forcing us to talk exclusively about his age all the time because Trump is old too. Trump is, if Trump was a 45 year old strapping, let's say like Trump looked like JD Vance or something. If he was like, if you took the Trumpiness and you put it in that package, I'd be like, we are deeply, you guys, we are deeply screwed. We are deep. Right. But Trump is way more fumbling. He looks older. He looks kind of goofier. There's something about people want relatability in candidates in ways that I find appalling. Sometimes I want my candidates to be complete eggheads that I feel like I would never be able to keep up with in a conversation if I was in a room with them. (laughs) I don't care how, I don't care how warm they are. I want them to be like, Rachel, let me just tell you how wrong you are and all these. It's like why at the end of the day, I was very fine with Hillary Clinton being the president because I'm just like, I know she knows what she's doing. I know that she's smarter than I am. So that works for me. And I think that like the other thing I'll say, oh my God, did I just lose my train of thought? I think I did. I think I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, my bad. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Well, I'll it jump in. No, this is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sean, so, right. Go ahead. Right. So it's it's February, right? So what mm-hmm. I've kind of always been talking about is like what we're going to see is how Joe Biden responds to pressure and like the polls are going to be coming out all the time, which is going to be great because it's going to show us how people are seeing the president mm-hmm. as the months go on. And so what we don't know is what mistakes joe biden might make in the next eight months that's right. what we don't know and how but i think that's true those. for trump too trump is like sure. a walking he's like a walking car that tires have already fallen off so you can't this is what i'm going to say you can't analyze joe biden in a vacuum without talking about this other like gargoyle that is uh also going to be on the ballot probably yeah. especially after nikki haley quiffed and um in 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 nevada well and that's so, um, to what rachel's saying that's essentially the gist of um and i did not i actually didn't realize i had done this but we oh, really oh, i know what i was gonna say sorry sorry so about this like names mixing up thing um i whatever i don't want to talk about it again because we, we dug into it but there 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 was a sarah who used to be a democrat 
who is still unfortunately a representative in Missouri who has now been stripped of all her committee assignments. Um, how many times did I refer to her, Adam Summer, as Sarah Kenzior? Yeah, a few times. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not 81. Uh, you could say that I am of sound mind and of sound body, but I am terrible right, but with two names. Sarahs and that are political right. connected that are St. Louis based. Like, yeah, but right. And right, I guess when I, I say it. mistakes, I mean like, you know, but I'm so just talking about like the, I'm just talking about like the things that he was criticized for the most recently. I'm just talking about like, I'm not talking about like what could happen. I'm saying like that the media was like, Ooh, he got confused about right. Angela Merkel. And he well, got I mean, confused. I was like, yeah, I mean, canceling the Super Bowl interview, probably a mistake. Right. Mm, and well. like David Axelrod said, I'm not sure putting him in front of a group of hungry reporters shouting at him isn't the necessarily best way for him to communi communicate because he comes off as wounded, sensitive. I do agree with that. Yeah. And I do think that he should be. I think that's one of the few smart things Axel said in the last six months is that he should be in <laughs> every single um like he should be in controlled environment interviews right, right now. Right, like he should right. be there every week. Like he should be on 60 minutes. He should be on nightline. Yeah. He should be on PBS. He should be yeah. on, like, he should just be on every potential place where he can talk to somebody one-on-one -on -one and just talk and just, and just be, you know, in, in, in that environment. So what I was uh, circling back to was I had inadvertently, I did not realize it, but this topic essentially does pull from the post that Rachel had talked about that went live yesterday on the Heartland Collective on Saturday, uh, my Joe Biden will win the Super Bowl piece, which the gist of it is um, that the polling is fine. And, you know, we can look at polls all day long. And we've talked about how you can't just look, uh, you know, at polls and predict the future because that's not how polls work. That's a ridiculous way to use them. Um, but that if you look at the current numbers and the way they have changed, especially when you consider the fact that uh, the Biden campaign, and Sean, you know this, the Biden campaign 2023, they were throwing darts, right? They were looking for reactions. Okay, we're going to put this out there and then we're going to test it, right? We're going to put this out there and we're going to test it. We're going to put this out there and we're going to test it. So they weren't trying to win an election per se in 2023. They were determining, here's the markets that we're going to concentrate on, Here's where we're going to put headquarters. Here's where we're going to put staff. Here's where we're going to put our money, right? That's that's what they were doing in 2023. And so what I was looking at on why I was saying this, this Joe Biden's going to win the Super Bowl is the Electoral College and the Super Bowl to me are very similar where we can talk about, you know, what the polls look like and what the past has been. And that's all fine and dandy. But winning the Super Bowl is different than winning a regular game, just like winning the Electoral College is different than getting 51% of people to agree with you. That's not, they're just not the same thing, right? Winning the Super Bowl, you have all of these, you have this extra week, you have this crazy media circus, you have this extra long halftime, you have all of this pressure, you, you know, it's this different environment, everything about it is different. Uh, and just like the Electoral College is w a way different show than, you know, a, an opinion poll, right? It's just not the same. And so what I think is going to be interesting and why I think it's not going to matter is I am convinced that we are heading into the first post-COVID, not that COVID's gone, but post-COVID arriving, uh, summer that is going to feel like it felt before COVID. I think it's about to hit. 
people are working, people have money, wages are up, inflation is down. Right? Interest like, rates are probably going to drop. Interest rates are probably going to yeah. drop in the spring. If not, they're going to drop sometime in the summer. Um, you look at what fuel prices have done. Right, Every, everything is trending in a direction that the summer of 2024 could be the summer of George. Right, it could just be just an absolute heyday of a summer. Market going crazy. Everyone's 401ks are up. Every you're right. Everything is just arrows up, arrows up, arrows up, arrows up. And so at the end of the day, is he old? Sure, but you know what? My grandpa is the same age as Joe Biden. And he sends checks in the mail for birthdays and Christmas and all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's complaining about that. You know, if things are going good, who really cares how old they are, I guess, is 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 my broader point. If it was going really bad, then I think it would matter a lot more. Sean, last word on this, and then we should move on from a time standpoint. Yeah, it's going to be – I hope you're right because Maureen Dowd in a really smart article closed it by saying the Democrats better grab the smelling salts for a long case of the vapors <laughs> because it's going to be a most virulent, violent yeah. year. I think that, that is uh, true. That is true. It's going to be awful. I do think it's, it's going to be, be terrible. It's yeah, be it's going to be a crazy campaign. But I think, I think the Biden age thing is just the new recession. Recession's coming. Recession. The economy is collapsing. Ah, and now they can't. They can't say that anymore because if you write if you wrote yeah. an article today that said recession is around the corner, would you, people would, would laugh you, you out of the room. Would you do me a favor since we have a website? Would you write that in a headline and then put like I don't know seven hundred fifty-two thousand words? <laughs> Joe to that Biden's age is then, the new recession is coming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> please. Yes. I don't know. That's how it feels to me. Let's move on here. All right. Yeah, yeah. A little positiveness. So I talked about at the top, the Missourians for Constitutional Freedom. Uh, They are out there doing their thing. They're on social media, too, by the way. You can search for them. They're there. Uh, But not only are they there, not only are they carrying this petition and going and getting signatures and putting the time and effort behind it and raising money and all that stuff, and that's awesome. But it was such a good start, right? And people responded. And this is not just that, right? They created the vessel. You guys filled it. And wow, did you fill it. Between money and events, uh, I, I saw across the state people posting pictures. I saw Jess Piper was at one. Right, people were packing these events. Boone County, you know, in Columbia, St. Louis, Kansas City, Springfield, St. Joe, and they're just getting started. Right, these the events that happened were the oh shit, we better have an event. Events, right? This wasn't even like we've had months to plan this and make this all work. This was. We threw up a website. We got $3 million, and people are are ready to go. We better do something. And hundreds of people showed up on short notice on a weeknight to an basically impromptu event with like a very little, you know, real lead time notice of it. And it was so successful as a start that the more conservative Republican petition that was being floated, that was getting some support, and that was worrying a lot of people on like, oh, God, we're going to have two of these we have to deal with, it's gone now. They've pulled it from the field completely, which means there's only the one petition. There's only the one campaign. It means the money can be more concentrated. The campaign can be more concentrated. Rachel, what say you? I almost wrote a piece that said GOP former GOP operative soft quits attempt at getting conservative abortion. <laughs> it was like a cool, like a quiet quit. Yeah, it was, like a, a it quiet was quit. real zenial. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's enough coverage. I don't need to do that. Um 
Yeah, so I think now the coffers are up to what five million that they've raised. Yeah, that's the last. I number think it's I something saw. like that. So, um, it's uh, it, and I again, like we were just talking about, kind of Biden's age and stuff. Like, I know I, 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 if there's, I don't like future casting, but if you don't think that voters can connect abortion being illegal in the majority of American states and Republicans, especially Donald Trump, um, I don't underestimate them, right? If 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 we think that I'm not. So I'm not trying to talk shit to you, Sean. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> like, um, if you think that they can't make that connection, then you have no respect for the American populace and you should go home. That's what I have to say. Like, you should sit down and um, I don't know, Nikki Haley, maybe you should stop being in politics. Like, understand that this is uh an abomination that happened to the American people. They're super pissed about it. And the minute that you dangle anything in front of a smart voter who understand who can put those things together. They're going to donate. They're going to, cause it's, it, again, it's a, it, not to make it too much about, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like talking about this issue, like the kind of the mainstream let's follow like sports people do, but it is a black and white issue. Do you mm-hmm. want it to be legal or not? Yes. Okay. We're done. Then vote for this. That's it. It's so, uh, as, as galling as the issue is the conversation around it is staggeringly straightforward. So it's, I'm, and there was this, like, our people, not from us, but, like, there was this conversation that happened, especially in Missouri politics, especially in kind of people that try to talk about the Midwest. Are people going to support something like this in places like, yeah, we just said, of course they will. Are you kidding me? Of course they will. Naturally, they will. Of course they will. Naturally, they will. Um, yeah. And it's been, the petition was announced, what, a month ago? Yeah. Is it, has it even been that long? It's been about a month. Um, five Roughly, million yeah. dollars. So that's mostly uh, donations. So unbelievable, awesome. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, I think it's good that the um, the Jamie Corley effort. I don't even know if it ever had a name. Um, I think that's yeah, a good way to name it. The Jamie. I think Corley that's effort. what it is. The yeah. Jamie Corley effort. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, no. And that's for know, those who don't know, Jamie Corley is basically a Republican operative in uh, yeah. In the area. And it's tough out there for Republicans who are not insane, hateful people. Um, well, that's that's I, that's a great point <laughs> to make. Is like because like while a, I disagree with Jamie Corley's interpretation of what uh, the abortion weeks, petition should whatever. have been, yeah, um, you have to at least at you have to give a little bit of credit that there are some I Republicans. Don't. I don't. Oh, know I'm do not talking like about. That. I'm talking about like like the tiniest amount of credit. That, that it exists, Mm-mm. that it at least right. is well, out and if there. If there weren't people like Jamie Corley in Missouri, then the abortion rights petition would lose because right. there are way more Republicans in Missouri than Democrats. And so right. we need Republicans who believe in right. some kind of abortion rights. The one thing I was going to say is that in one of the interviews as this was coming out that she was folding up the shop, she said something to the effect of if both petitions went forward, then they would both lose. And I just wanted to say like, no, that's, as a poli sci undergrad, now a forty year old who's worked on campaigns, you can't sink someone else's initiative by just having a similar one yourself. Yeah. Like that's not true. That's wrong. No, she we, also we said, saw that with medical marijuana. That that's yeah. not true at all. Like, womp, womp. Well, voters can also, parse it. Yeah. The the interview that I read with her, where she there was the quote that ended with like, "I'm going to continue to fight for the for women's rights," and I was like, "Okay, then you need to." This is what I have to say to to those to those people who are like, not you again, not you guys. I mean, other people, Republicans who, who want to be part in, of something good. Yeah, lean back, 
and get less, get taught, get schooled. Listen, shut up and listen. The Jamie Corley's of the world. You don't get to lead on this anymore. You had 30 years or whatever to lead on women's rights. You decided not to went and you decided to lead on it when you thought it was convenient. It is not your, it is not your time. Your job right now is to donate to Missouri for constitutional freedom and vote and listen and follow. You are not leaders right now. You effed up big time. You helped lead us down this path. I'm furious with all of you, but I want you in my boat. So I'm going to let you come on my boat because I'm nice. But if you come at me and you argue with me, be prepared for a lashing that you will feel until 2028. I think that's reasonable. I don't, I don't really have a reason to argue with that. <laughs> that I could think of. <laughs> Sean, anything else there? for those of you who are just listening and not watch this youtube sean just like shook his head like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna post that. you can say something go ahead say something sean go ahead do it do it close out oh well yeah i'll just say i totally see why you would say that and it makes sense to me <laughs> the man who's been in a, in a stable and loving marriage for 10 years? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to some 2020. How to be an ally. How to be an ally by Sean Diller and Adam right. Summer. Like what the woman said. Like that's what she said. That's what's, you know, good. Great. Thank you. Appreciate I hear, y'all. I hear your frustration and I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the 2024. All right. Uh, Can I just hear what Sean thinks of the drop first, please? Oh, my brain like goes so technically musical. I was just thinking about that chord like uh, down <laughs> by half a step, like right at the end. I was just like, God, it's so good. Yeah, that little like, like very quick diminish. trip through the dissonance into the diminishing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, so good. that really quick trip through that little. Yeah. 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 My husband is a very good guitar player. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those like uh, I, number of takes for that one. That was like I knew exactly what it was going to be. I knew exactly what the opening growl was. It's like this is this That's exactly. Is, I think like I can die now because like that. <laughs> Of all, I pr- I have I produce a lot of content. Uh, I do it for a living. Uh, I do it here. I do it on our website. I produce I produce a lot of content, and like that that is I didn't necessarily listen like directly, but like I produce. I kind of executive. I creative director did right. So to speak. Yeah, right. I can die now. I just I knew it needed to be somewhere Amazing. between like Nikki Nikki Six and yeah. Metallica and the Monster Nikki, Truck. Nikki Six is a bass player, but I hear you. It's okay. It's all right. No, no. I, yeah, I'm talking vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, just yeah, vibes. Yeah. Like yeah. it needed yeah. to feel like that's what was happening. Okay, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and then the Monster Truck guy that was the obvious for sure, 100 you know, percent baseline yes. from a vocal standpoint. That's where Beautiful. that was coming from. So. Uh, here's it. how I would like to open the 2024 section with this this little audio. Of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent, 
He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to. So that just happened uh, in South Carolina. So in the context of the whole is Joe Biden too old thing, uh, is Donald Trump uh, saying that he would encourage Russia to attack our NATO allies? Well, and specifically encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. Whatever the hell they want. Which is what he's always done. Right. With Russia. Right. So it's not hyperbolizing or unfair or anything to try to act like Donald Trump might be an ally of Vladimir Putin and other fascists. Right. It seems like, like that's like most how he's people and most abusers and most of people who communicate like Donald Trump. And this is one of those things that people who have been in these relationships understand exactly what I'm talking about. He brings you along, he brings you along, he brings you along, and then the truth happens, right? It's all fake, it's all bullshit, it's all lies, it's all, don't worry, baby, everything's going to be fine, it's love bombs, it's candy, it's flowers, it's I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, and then it's, why do you, why are you so sensitive, get over it. And we're in that phase of the relationship with Donald Trump as the abuser, because that's what he is. That's who he is as a person. He is a gaslighting abuser who is now past the rapist. fake state. Sexual, yeah, he's a rapist. Sexual right. predator. Sexual right. predator. He's documented, confirmed by by a jury. Uh, he He's that kind of person. And now he's in the zone of why are you so surprised by the things that I'm saying? And he's just saying it now. So the the this is the GOP trifurcation edition that quote just happened uh, Saturday night. That's why I, I pulled it here. Uh, but this past week, you know, that quote happened. We've seen the GOP lose an impeachment vote, which is just hilarious. And I'm going to, Sean, that's where we're going to start. I'm going to come back here after I finish the list and we're going to start right there with Sean. Uh, they lost an impeachment vote. Uh, Trump loses on the immunity case. The RNC chair is stepping down. The GOP literally shut down a border deal to shut down the border. Uh, the only thing that happened this week that was remotely positive for the Republicans was that it looks like the Supreme Court is probably going to overturn the Colorado ruling on the ballot case after listening to the arguments. Um, I got I got about halfway through the Colorado argument on that because Trump's lawyers went first because they were the people bringing it forward to the court. So I got about halfway through the response argument from Colorado. And it was I mean, there was no question about it, what direction they were taking this. Uh, I will say I think it's going to be a pretty narrow opinion, but that's that's for a different show, a different different topic. But that's the only positive thing that happened really this week for the GOP was that. And then, of course, the Biden report itself, which we talked about at the top of the show, which, is again, different category. But as far as like things the GOP was in control of right going on. So, Sean, this impeachment vote. Um Scale of one to ten, how remarkably stupid is this? <laughs> oh man, um, it's very stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say ten. Yeah, to try to um, impeach a cabinet secretary that I'm going to guess eight percent of Americans has heard of. Um, That's that was what I was going to say because like, you just did the thing that I know I do and most smart people do when they're not a hundred percent sure of the thing that they want to say. So you said a cabinet secretary instead of saying who it was and what office they're in. Well, I know that Alejandro Mayorkas is the Secretary of Homeland Security, but I think I'm in the minority. 
Yeah, I would agree. I would agree on that. And that's why I think you phrased it that way is like as much like you know that, but in that exact moment, you weren't pulling that information and you also probably self-edited to go, nobody really cares who it is. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, no. And yeah, I mean, he didn't have the votes, partly because conservative rep Ken Buck was not with him. And... Yeah, Partly because like their a, margin is so slim. Ken Buck like wanted judge. to be the speaker, by the way. That was like that was like a and probably should be. Um, I even though I don't like him, I I feel like not to. I'm gonna go back to Sean, but I just want to say like Ken Buck. That was kind of in a, in a in a lesser way, a little bit of a McCain moment, right? Right, where he was like, "I'm not doing this. This is just ridiculous. Like I don't have to do this nonsense. Right. This is he's nakedly political again. and dumb. It, it emboldened him to kind of make that choice because he's not running for re-election. Um. So I thought that was kind of like good for I, you know I don't like Ken Buck at all but like he kind of went out the with resolution a resolution is not a doubt. You know? Sorry, my bad. I just wanted to play this really quickly and I accidentally hit the button about ten seconds before I should have. The um, resolution is not adopted. Yeah, that was Mega Mike. Um, hey, Sean. Can you uh, yeah. since we just heard the that, gavel can you, repeatedly? Yeah, Can you can like you talk about how? Teacher. Can you really talk funny. a little you bit? Can just do it I, once. I, I uh, <laughs> yeah, he was so mad. Um, he was so pissed. You can see his face, and I was, was like, triggered. I love, I love how He's a bro shitty flight. his week was. But can you talk a little bit? Because I missed this. I just heard somebody make reference to it in, on a podcast I was listening to yesterday. Did they have like talk about that they had a challenge counting the votes? Like they couldn't even, what can you, do you know anything about well, that? Well, I actually or didn't read super close into it, but based on the first phase of the Biden impeachment, which I haven't heard anything about in a little while, just by the way, but yeah. uh, they did it by acclamation. Like they didn't have the votes and MAGA Mike was one of his first moves. And he's like, you know, all in favor say aye. And that's just kind of this muddled response. He's like, it's adopted, bang. Um, and I wonder if that's what they were trying to do again this time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, based on the reporting that I had seen, it all appeared to be that they, that Rachel, that you're right, that they basically just don't know how to count votes appropriately and like just did a bad job whipping votes. And it, this is this, I think it's a great illustration of what we have talked about with term limits, which is that you get these like C minus backbench people who absolutely should not be involved in any type of governing whatsoever. They are, they do not have the smarts or talent or capability to do these things. Like they're willing to get on camera and say dumb shit. Uh, You know, maybe they look okay in a suit, right. Or a, you know, whatever, like they can get on camera and have presence. Okay, great. Wonderful. But they're morons. They have good beards. Right. Yeah. there's there's something to the argument of like why are so many people in Congress lawyers and it's like well the job is law it's hard you're right lawmaker right you have to yeah, know like how to read and write the laws <laughs> to make the <laughs> right. laws in the first place and that's what why so our- when you start substituting expertise and people who actually know what they're doing with I don't know Marge from Georgia who doesn't know shit about shit right, just hateful rage right like she's just an idiot like she's she's an Instagram mom who's like here's four tips to get through the week more efficiently right and now she's in congress 
And like, she has no business being, not that a mom can't be a good congressional person, right? Or a good Congress person, but like, that's like her whole resume is like, here's some workout tips, right? And now she's in Congress. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it like, cause we're not talking about complicated stuff here either to count votes, right? right? They were tripped up by arithmetic. Yeah. And when they did choose MAGA Mike Johnson as their speaker and Matt Gates. MAGA Matt Gates is the one who, you know, bestowed the nickname on on Speaker Johnson. Um, I immediately thought this is good for Democrats' electoral prospects in 2024 <laughs> right. because he's such an extremist on abortion. And the the caucus on their side is so chaotic and unruly. And so I think, you know, the best thing that could happen for Biden and the Democrats going into 2024 is that they're able to recreate the chaos versus competence, right. soul of the nation kind of discussion. And, you know, the House GOP is definitely going to help. Well, sure. like you get it, that was, you know, a surprisingly huge readout in 2020 with the independent voters was that like, like that issue really did carry the day, like the the chaos versus competency thing really care that which of course makes more sense as to why the GOP is going to do nothing but push Biden is old narratives from now until election day because they know that that's their biggest right. and I think, you know along with abortion that's their biggest weakness. I didn't say this before but you know like I think part of the rage about Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey and you know why they're so upset about it is because every time we see these photographs of 80,000 fans and all these stars down on the field. And it's just beautiful and joyous and, you know, extremely lucrative for all the people involved. It, it completely contradicts the narrative that every Democrat run city is a smoldering crater. Right. (laughs) uh, They're just not, you know, it's it's not happening. Yeah. And it also just, it shows us it shows us people enjoying life and not being freaked out and not like like when you contrast the 2020 right imagery that was owned by Trump as the president versus the and that's back to the initial topic right that 2024 imagery versus the 2020 imagery of like who is the president at the time they own this the narrative at the time because they are the president um, it's very, very interesting. It's also funny. I'm waiting for uh, the Biden team. This is this is off the topic, I guess, but I'm waiting for the Biden team to figure out a way to pivot the the attacks back and say, well, if Trump's been the president this whole time because he allegedly won the election and has been the shadow president, then isn't this all really his fault uh, to begin with? All of the things that you don't like since he's technically been in charge. Well, uh, so, but moving to other stuff. Um, you know, uh, there's Border there's bill? <laughs> funding for Israel and Ukraine yeah. in the Senate. This, that's what I was going to say is that it's it's not on the show sheet, but no, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, the Israel thing. That, yeah, that like if you can't like the, people are kind of used to the House being this chaotic place where they can't understand what's going on. The Senate, because there's fewer people in it, and they are more sort of public figures than House leaders typically are, even speaker House speakers, right? Um. Like people know senators because they're senators. It's a regal role. It says something. People used to sort of think of somebody like, although I don't like him because I'm not a big fan of uh, vulture capitalists, but Mitt Romney is kind of the ultimate senatorial figure, right? He's sort of debonair. He's handsome. He looks good in a suit. He knows how to have a complete a sentence. He's rich, mm-hmm. whatever. 
the Senate is now run by Donald Trump. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the Senate Republicans are run by Donald Trump. And that's Holly Biden, and Vance and yeah, Cruz. like Biden did an interesting. I mean, I the the immigration bill that they were going to take up was one of the most draconian. I stopped reading it. I was like, this is freaking me out. It's, I'm too triggered. I can't read. Literally, I was like, I will, I will, I like, this is awful. If it gets back to the house, uh, I know Cory Bush is going to vote against it. I don't know what else to do. This it, it makes me think that they, that they floated that immigration bill as a dare. Because oh, I they, think so. I think you're right. I think it was like, like a bit of like political, I double dog dare you. Right. Kind of, it was sort of like a double down. Like, fine. Okay. Here's your stupid immigration bill. Since you won't vote on any of mine, and since we can't introduce DACA again, since we can't do X, Y, Z again, here's this thing. And they probably, I would assume, Sean can talk about this. I would assume that they probably knew going in that because Trump was murmuring from the, from his sidelines, like do not give Biden a win. Even his draconian, the Trumpian draconian immigration ban had that passed. It would have been perceived as a win for Biden. So Trump killed it from the bleachers. So, People know, going back to kind of, again, what we were sort of talking about at the top of the show, people understand what Trump is doing, even if he's not in office. And what he's trying to do is, what he's doing, and they're trying to do it, he's successfully doing it, is controlling um, the Republican Party apparatus from Florida, right? Like, that's what he's doing. He's like, don't you dare, I will be very upset with you if you vote for this and I just want to say before uh, I throw this back to Sean before I give before Sean or before Adam kind of reclaims this for me. When I listen to Trump now, um, you know, I'm always reminded when Biden speaks that he is contorting himself to control his stutter. Mm-hmm. He's got a bad stutter. And people who I know that have had stutters uh, or Tourette's, which is a similar uh, biochemical neurological symptoms. Uh, uh, Right. Un- uncontrollable uh, neurological yeah, signals. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's like I have a special needs daughter with neurological. It's issues. almost like you have a special needs daughter. <laughs> with so the, 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 the situation you can actually watch, if you watch the Billie Eilish documentary that was on Apple, she talks about this because she has Tourette's. It's very hard to control when you're tired, when you're stressed, right? Um, when you're under pressure, it really shows up. And so I feel like Biden is always like, like just squelching this thing that is so hard to control. Trump sounds hoarse and like blah, 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 like the 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 fieriness that kind of that he studied that he got from studying like Mussolini he did by the way this is literally true yeah. he got from studying like George Wallace Adolf Hitler uh Mussolini um I don't know I think Muammar Gaddafi even like he studied these like the, these like strong men to like mm-hmm. learn their speaking style and he can't really he sounds okay so if, like he sounds out of breath right. um and is. this is and this is that this is the person that we've been saying for three years do not give the party to this person do not get away from him as soon as you can just build a wall between hey rnc build a wall between you and this person speaking of walls because he's going to if you allow him this level of control he's going to destroy what's left of the party's infrastructure. And my view on this past two on this past week is that there is a column, an entire column of American politics that has fallen. It's done. So conservatives have always wanted to destroy American government from within. I don't know how you could do a better job than ruining the 
standard bearers for law and order. That's what the Republicans have always stood for is the semblance of national security, law and order, tough on crime, family values. They are now uh, a pile of uh, ash. And I, I know that they're going to kind of, that's going to be different on the state levels because it's, it's a little bit easier to elect a Republican in a state like Missouri and stuff, whatever. But that's how I look at it. A major column. It's like the, it's like the blip in the Avengers movies. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's just gone and Mitch McConnell doesn't know what to do because he's like right. your norm core guy he doesn't know how he's never known how to handle the Trumpy people although he certainly was good at giving them control of his party asshole Grassley doesn't know what to do people like him are just so like speaking of old my god that guy's like I can't believe right. he still breathes um uh and, and and it leaves Mike Johnson to, to with the illusion that right. he still has power when he clearly does not. Yeah, that's I, I like bringing the McConnell aspect into it because it does seem like he was sitting on top of the tiger and was there long enough that he created this illusion that he was riding the tiger, that he was controlling the, you know, um, you know, he was that he was Khaleesi, right? That he was actually in charge of the dragons and not that the dragons could at any point in time just Change turn around and eat you. And, and be like, we got the courts. What good, what good are you now? And that's basically what has happened, right? Is that like, you're, you're, you were never in control, right? It's the, uh, there's a scene in, uh, the dark night, uh, the dark night rises when, uh, the politician is talking to Bane and he's like, I'm in charge here. And Bane just like lays his hand on his shoulder and is like, do you feel in charge? And like the guy is just like shits his pants, right? Because it's like it's like no, you were never in charge. I like this Trump insane is. monster that you brought in yeah. is what's I like in Trump charge. Is Bane. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, he's I Bane. Like he was yeah. born in the dark, yeah, molded totally, by it. Like yeah. you just adopted the crazy MAGA bullshit. He is MAGA. So with that, McDaniel is the perfect example of that, right? Rana Romney McDaniel, who had to drop the Romney so that she could be in charge of the RNC. That's how in charge she is. That she dropped her. <laughs> she dropped her family name, a very valuable family name, so that she could have the job of being in charge of the party that Donald Trump was burning down. Sean, uh, <laughs> who the hell is going to run this party now? You know, like, who are they going to stick in that job? Can I, can yeah, I well, where you start the, the tone in Adam's voice is how all their meetings start out. <laughs> like, they're all, they're like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I hadn't even thought of who could become the RNC chair. Who's going to take that job? Yeah, I mean, really, where I'm at, and I have this in my notes, um, so (laughs) Ronna McDaniel exiting as RNC chair could be good or bad for Democrats, but if you think of her as the person who oversaw the GOP during the successful Democratic years of 2020 and 2022, as I do... Right. I'd prefer her to stay. <laughs> right. Um, the person who was already 15 million behind on fundraising and right. not getting the job done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Please God. But like, yeah, how but, are, do you think somebody more competent walking into that job? I mean, that's such a hard job. I see someone more MAGA walking in. Right. Um, and I don't know who that would be. And I, you know, when I think of and who was in Isn't that been the all, challenge to their fundraising? The, the people anyway. that they've just, just to add to what you're saying, Sean, in terms of like the prospects for Democrats, the names that I've seen, don't ask me who they are. I can't remember anymore are all election deniers. They're all hardcore. Stop the steal advocates. I think one of them is a house member who um, 
voted not to certify the election. So that's not great, right? right. Like it's not gonna be those Ken are not Buck. people that know how to raise Right. Yeah. Those are oh god, he's he's like, I'm gonna go retire. No, in a sane world, it's now. like, man, he could be like a really good choice. Right, right. He'd be an excellent choice. But, it seems like Sean, doesn't it seem like they're just gonna put somebody in there who's gonna hit the green light on paying Trump's legal fees? Like that's basically it's just right. I wonder if it'll be like a business person with a ton of cash. Or like we need we need your job is to make the money. RNC a pass through. Uh, for Trump's legal fees. Well, did you guys did you guys read about like what Bannon what Bannon said on his podcast? Uh, no. Gross about Rana. Okay, it was in, it was in something I read where he was like, "We need someone in there. We, we need a like." He's again like talk about like all Steve of these Bannon Trump- who should be in prison. By the way, it probably will be like he has his trial. He's supposed to yet. be. Yeah. Right. Like he's 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 been indicted. Um. So like he's demanding this this old like w- the man that has a face you just want to punch. Um, is still talking like he's the guy who's helping Trump, even though he's kind of helping from the cheap seats. Like he's got this podcast and he's like, I want, uh, I want an audit. I want like, I want everything. And I was like, you're not a Republican. Like, what are you talking about? Like pick a lane, dude. And he, so he's still, so with those people who are still the bigger influence on Trump, maybe even philosophically, and Trump's still demanding that they get somebody in charge who's more in line with his line of thinking. That's what he said. I was like, how can you get more Trumpy than Ronna McDaniel? And I think that's the question, right? Like literally, how do you get more Trumpy than Ronna stop the steal McDaniel? Right. Yeah. And another, it doesn't, this doesn't answer that explicitly or exactly, but something that's been in my head as we talk about 2024, as compared to the last couple elections where Trump's been on the ballot and won once in 16 and lost once in 2020, is the anti-LGBTQ fervor on the right is way out of control. Mm-hmm. Way, mm-hmm. way out of control. Um, and it's going to hurt them electorally. And when Trump was running things, it was way more muted because, you know, Trump's prior statements, you know, have not been hateful garbage um, on this on this topic um, until more recently. Well, and that's he's reached the point now except where like for, he doesn't tra- care anymore. Except for except for trans, he was always like right. insanely anti-trans. Yeah. But he's reached but the, the point level. now where like he just doesn't care. Like he he just needs to get the money. He needs to get his legal bills paid. He needs to stay yeah. out of jail. Like that's what this is about for him now. This isn't about electability anymore. It's not about placating people. It's about pushing himself into a position because they're that's not, really they're not point. trying to win the election. They're trying to get the election into the house of representatives so that they can take the election from the voters. Cause right. Donald Trump's going to lose by eight, 10 million votes right, in the popular right, right. vote. They're not right. trying to win the popular vote. They know that they can't win the popular vote. They're trying to create chaos. They want a third party candidate. They want like Donald Trump is going to raise the flag and, and slap on the back, whoever runs from no labels, because that's going to make their day so much better. They want that. They want a Republican controlled house and a Republican controlled Senate that gavels in on January 2nd so that they can throw the election into the house of representatives and allow it to be decided there instead of by the voters and the American people. Am I, you know, not to, not to put it in too much of a Walter Sobchak, but Sean, am I wrong? No, I don't think so. I, I, you're probably <laughs> right. An asshole. Whoever is in the next wave of leadership at the RNC might come in with that as 
their explicit main priority. I think that is, really funny I think it's keeping Trump jail. out of jail and paying his legal bills. Number one, number two is getting the election into the house of representatives. I think right. that is their the entire party. goal. Right. Yeah, I do. I think it's and their entire goal. I think they know they can't win. I think they know they can't win the actual general and election. And here's the question I want to post to post to post to post to Sean on this topic. Georgia Democrats, Georgia Democratic Party, Pennsylvania Democratic Party, Wisconsin Democratic Party, Nevada Democratic Party, Michigan Democratic Party. Who did I miss? Did I Arizona. Miss Arizona. Oh my God. That's like the that's like the cherry because they're yeah. they're and New, New Mexico to your point, but I think they're in pretty good shape. Oh, they're yeah. The, the well, and also like the Arizona Republican Party is having its own like wave of like. They're, they are a mirror of what's going on nationally. Yeah, uh, we yeah. talked about that last week, I think. Um, in those places, I'm confident, like super confident, like maybe too confident, but I'm very confident, high level of confidence, if I were polled, that those state Democratic parties will be able to message successfully on all of the things that we have ta- been talking about today. Abortion, there are, they are in, the Republicans have become a, a national hate group. Uh, Donald Trump wants to destroy Europe. He just said it. Here's the clip. Um, they are counting on a third party, speaking of Arizona, to destroy the chances of Joe Biden or a Democrat holding office in 2024. Um, your vote for any third party or Donald Trump will help them usher in a new wave of totalitarian fascism. Yep. I think that those states can do that because they'll have so much money yes no yeah sean take us take us home on that yeah i mean that's that's the hope um you know i think we've got these seven or so swing states and you know those are the ones arizona georgia pennsylvania michigan wisconsin nevada um and i don't know if i missed any either um i don't think so um but yeah i mean i think people are smart enough to see the big issues. It's like, what is the question of the election? Like I have this much dog-eared copy of a book called like the political consultants desk manual or something. And it's like, it's not very long. It's 180 pages tops. And every voter has something in their head of like to them, what's the question of this election? Yeah. And on all the different questions, the Republicans do seem to be in the smaller camp, like blow up Europe. That's a minority position, you know, strip rights of people who don't adhere to your gender norms. That's a minority position. Um, and so, you know, having abortion be banned in the United States, that's a majority a minority position. So they're definitely, you know, in all these close states, the Democrats know what they need to do. They need to get people to the polls. They need to make sure that the top issues are front and center, which abortion rights and the good economy should be the main question of the election for most people, I would think. Well said. And that's where we will close it out. Thanks for, for hanging out. I, I hope people keep having this kind of conversation. Um, you know, I, I started to get into a similar conversation with uh, a former co-host and friend of the pod, Zach Schwartz, um, about the the Biden question and, uh, you know, having this similar conversation. And, you know, that's part of what these this show is for, is to give that space and to let the conversations happen. That's why it's talking politics 
right? We don't have to agree on what people think, you know, or should think or what should or shouldn't happen, but let's keep having the conversation. Um, and, and, you know, share this conversation with folks. This is, this is the time, by the way, if you know some people who are the, the, the perfect person is the Obama Trump question mark voter. Maybe they didn't vote for Biden. Maybe they didn't vote in 2020, or maybe they did vote for Biden, but now they're concerned, right? That's the person to be sharing this stuff with, uh, as far as sharing the show, because we need them in the conversation more. We need them with the information. And that's part of what this is about, right? It's, it is hopefully entertaining, but hopefully it's informative and, and, you know, infotainment in a certain way. So, uh, thanks for hanging out, uh, Rachel and Sean. And, uh, hopefully as you're listening to this, the chiefs are planning their Super Bowl parade. Yeah. Oh, and really fast because I love music and I love the Grammys and we talk probably too much about Taylor Swift. Probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to say congratulations to progressive country star Casey Musgraves, who I've loved forever. And Jason Isbell, another progressive country star who I've loved for a long time. Two big Grammy winners, along with Miley Cyrus, who won for record of the year and uh, performance of the year for Flowers. So, yeah. And also, since we're talking about Grammys. I love that this is the year of Tracy Chapman. One of yeah, the women that was so that cool. I, like yeah. I, I've been hearing all this stuff about that song, and it's made me a little misty. I'm not going to get misty eyed now. Not the video is song, so good, but, and like watching Luke Combs watch her because like he's yeah. just singing and she's playing the guitar, and watching him watch I, her. I haven't I haven't seen the video yet because oh, it's not on YouTube. It's so stupid. It's so um, good. He's just like so, he's like a kid but watching like, a I, concert. He's just like in album, awe. That album came out, her fast car, that album came out when I was a senior in high school Mm. and there were not many women in rock in the eighties and there were no black women in rock in the eighties at all. Dance pop. Yes. Rock. No. And so seeing a woman with dreadlocks singing a song like that, when I was 17 years old, it was like her and Natalie Merchant. Those were the two. Right. Um, And uh, And Melissa Etheridge was like, get out of the way. I'm loud. Yeah, she came a little bit later. Um, <laughs> I loved her too. And the Indigo Girls, I loved it all. Sure. What shoot me? I guess. Um, but uh, that song meant so much to yeah. every single girl. That was one of those songs that we all knew all the songs. Right. When that shit, because I grew up in Colorado, right? So Colorado is designed to drive around with your windows down. That's what right. the whole state's for. That's what it's designed for. It's designed to be a teenager and roll your windows down and everybody else in the car is stoned, but you cause you're driving. And when that song came on the radio, everybody stopped talking. Everybody started singing. When that break comes through during the chorus, then remember like the, when that we were just like all tone deaf and like screaming at the top of our right. lungs to see it have a second life at this point in my life. It is cool. Makes me love human beings. That might be a good last call topic is uh, yeah. most most like the most uh, like pan American song experience, because I would say a fast car is a Mount Rushmore of like universally, you know, adopted anthem type songs where it's just like it doesn't matter what your life experience is, race, gender, sexual orientation, age. Really? That song is just <laughs> perfect. It's just a perfect freaking song. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys, and uh, catch you all later. Have a good, have a great week.
Heartland Pod is a production of MidMap Media LLC. Producers Adam Summer, Rachel Parker, and Sean Diller. Outro song by American Aquarium, written by BJ Barnum, called The World is on Fire. Learn more about the Heartland Pod at heartlandpod.com. Learn more about American Aquarium at americanaquarium.com. That's when I saw a tear fall from her eyes She said, what are we gonna do? What's this world coming to? For the first time in my whole life I stood there speechless Fire. If anyone builds a wall in her journey, 